Welcome to Horns Up and yes if you're listening to this you probably know that we are talking to one of heavy metal's living legends Udo Dirkschneider on this episode but I'll be brutally honest here I haven't really heard a lot of except or UDO albums Peter what about you uh Balls to the Wall is one of the classics I guess you have to kind of listen to so I think that's the one I've only heard I don't think I've ever heard any of his solo stuff. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. So both Peter and I thought that it's best not to let this opportunity to talk to metal royalty slip by, and hence we reached out to a dear friend of the podcast and one of the best dudes I know, Ravi Balakrishnan, who joins hey. us all the way from Singapore. And what do you know? We made it work. Ravi, why were you yeah. excited to be able to talk to Udo? And really, oh, why should metalheads care? Uh, yeah, so you know, I mean, it's actually quite strange because I'd heard Udo long before I'd heard, or frankly, even heard of. Except, I think it was the Time Bomb album that was uh, doing the rounds in the informal tape trading circles back in the day, and it was incredibly heavy and fast. It was one of those great, uh, but kind of underrated late '80s and early '90s speed metal albums. Uh, I guess Thundersteel by Riot is another example. Uh, but on Time Bomb, Udo had really taken the speed metal side to accept, which you can hear on tracks like uh, uh, Fast Like a Shark and really run with it. And the singing sounded like nothing I'd ever heard. It frankly still sounds like uh, nothing I've ever heard, which is something we'll, of course, be asking him about in this interview. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, some landmark heavy metal albums that accept like Balls to the Wall, Restless and Wild, Metal Heart, great fusion of uh, classical uh, guitar soloing with, you know, very, very balls out heavy metal, uh, solo discography, which if you're a fan of traditional heavy metal does not disappoint at all. And of course, one of the most inimitable singers in metal. So what's not to like? Yep, you really can't uh, imitate him. Um, so, so wait one second. Is it right for me to say that Udo, for all that he's done, is still one of the most underrated frontmen in metal as such? And why do you think oh, that's I'd the case? Oh, I'd definitely say so. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, I think in a sense because uh, he, uh, if you read uh, some of the stuff that he's spoken about previously, and I think his problems with his ex-band are fairly well documented, but yeah. uh, apparently every time uh, except tried to veer off in a slightly more commercial direction, uh, Udo typically did not want to be a part of that. And I think the first album that he recorded, which I think is called uh, Animal House, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is was apparently going to be the next Except album, except those guys decided that they wanted to go in a more commercial direction. And so he parted ways with them and they just gave him the songwriting on that album as a kind of uh, stepping stone for his solo career, which of course was uh, very, very in the traditional heavy metal kind of vein. And I don't think he ever uh, wrote songs with, you know, a hit single mindset. So I think uh, that exp probably explains why he wasn't as popular as some of the other uh, frontmen. I mean, you know, uh, Bruce Dickinson had, I think, even when he went solo, he had something like Tears of the Dragon, which got a fair amount of uh, airplay on MTV back in the day. I don't think any of Udo's songs have ever been that level of mainstream popular. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. But you know what? 
this latest album that he's done oh my god it's it's a real banger it's something really worth talking about and of course this opportunity to talk to hudo came up because yes udo has a new album out it's called vr1 it's a bombastic record that's the result of a collaboration with the official concert band of the german armed forces and what's really remarkable is the fact that unlike other albums that bring orchestras and metal together uh, to largely cover old songs all the 15 songs on vr1 are brand fucking new what did you make of the record ravi i thought it was uh, absolutely uh, incredible i mean it was way better than i uh, thought it would be uh, the thing with uh, udo is he has this very meat and potatoes uh, approach to metal and so you know kind of like i think anvil who also been on the show though of course i think uh, both musically and of course vocally udo's leagues ahead uh, but kind of Thank like god for you that <laughs> yeah kind of like anvil no offense really, to steve lips <laughs> yeah you really have to be in that uh, you know in that very vested in that particular style of music for it to keep delivering for you i think most casual fans uh you know you pick up one or two albums and you know that's an fairly accurate representation of his oeuvre so far and vr1 comes completely out of the left field i think it's his most ambitious album uh, and yeah i was surprised at how upbeat and cheerful it sounded while at the same time uh sounding like nothing other than a heavy metal album yeah what about you peter did you enjoy vr1 yeah, yeah man it was quite like you know compared to the other stuff i listened to it was way more upbeat but uh, yeah it, it was i was pleasantly surprised and you know one thing i think i was remarking to you when we were having a chat is that it was written like a proper you know album not like you know exactly. taking a song and making it you know with adding orchestral parts and things like that yeah, just to that's that's such a good point because you know i mean very often you just have some strings slapped on in a very very lazy and careless manner whereas over here most of these songs appear to be composed from ground up to incorporate all of these other instruments and there are some um, you know fairly amazing solo sections from instruments that you wouldn't regularly associate with you know traditional heavy metal at all so yeah it was quite a fantastic experience yeah i completely agree with you guys on that now it's a long record it clocks in over an hour but it's truly entertaining and i must say at no point that i feel like skipping even a single song or even a single part as such so that's how much i liked it anyways let's jump into the interview here's udo turk schneider welcome to horns up the heavy metal living legend udo udo congratulations yeah. on vr1 thank you very much and then welcome hello awesome so udo it's not the first time that you worked with the official concert band as such of the german armed forces but it's the mm-hmm. first time that this collaboration has produced an album with all new songs yeah Now, um, yeah we've seen, yeah we've seen many musicians run classical interpretations of their back catalog you know of older songs so why yeah. did you decide to uh, come up with entirely new compositions Yeah, that was the the main thing, and you know when we uh, when we decide to make an album together, uh, that we would just uh, 
do it with new songs, you know. I mean, I know that a lot of bands did it with the uh, old back catalogs, you know. And we said, no, if we do something like this, we do completely new songs, write new songs. And um, yeah, and so we start working on songs then. And also we had already in our mind that it's not a normal UDO album. It will be an album together with an orchestra. And that was uh, also, yeah, very important during the songwriting. Were there any guidelines you had uh, to keep in mind while composing for this collaboration? Because now that you have like 60-piece orchestra at your disposal, right? Yeah, there's this like, uh, yeah, over a little bit over 60 people in this orchestra, yeah. Yeah, but the, the whole process was like, you know, um, we start writing songs and... Um, so then we had a meeting, we had around, let's say, 30 songs, not finished ones, ideas, you know, demo-wise. So, and then we had a meeting together with the orchestra, especially with the two guys, they're doing all the arrangements for the orchestra. So, and then we were sitting together and then they said, okay, this song fits, this song, this song, this song, this song, this song. So, and then, um, yeah, we said, okay, then you start doing some arrangements and of course, we, in the beginning, we also wasn't, we, we are not really sure if they were coming up with the right thing, you know. <laughs> so, and then we get the first uh, 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 arrangement and that was like, wow, you know, and then we knew this is definitely the thing what we were looking for. And in the beginning, they was a little bit shy, you know, like, mm, and then they're coming up and oh, can we change it here? We can change it there. They said, yeah, go ahead. So, and then, yeah, and then we start working on all the songs uh, together. And, um, yeah, it took nearly a year, you know, for doing the right arrangements. And then, in the end, and in the, end the recording stuff uh, was happened. So, um, you know, uh, Udo, the band, has always been known for very, very traditional heavy metal, extremely, you know, forceful, powerful mm -hmm. heavy metal. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you think your audience will react to some of the more... Uh, atypical elements on this album for instance i think uh, neon diamond you have a saxophone solo there's uh, a song where you even rap a few lines that sounds yeah. like <laughs> rap or punk. so yeah. how do you think that's going to go down with your uh, audience who's known you for you know more traditional let, heavy metal i mean you know i don't have a let's say the, the good thing is uh, about this album uh, or let's say a different way. If we do a normal UDO album, you know, we are in a way we have some limits, you know, we cannot go this way or this way. So the people expect something, yeah, UDO. <laughs> so, and, um, but with this album, that is, uh, is completely different. It's not a normal UDO album, you know, that was, com we are completely free. We can do whatever we want, you know. So that was also a very good thing about this album to see, you know, to go also in different ways, you know, doing this and this and this, especially what you mentioned, the, the uh, Neon Diamond, you know, with the saxophone. I mean, um, you know, also with Here We Go Again, it's funky, it's a little bit rap in there. And, uh, <laughs> So, I mean, we will see, I mean, the people, the most of the people, they know this is not a normal UDO album, but I had, I was reading also some stuff on Facebook and Instagram, you know, that the people say, 
who this is a completely different U UDO album, but they will see that it's not an UDO album. The next UDO album, we are already working on that. It's coming next year. So, uh, but uh, this is a completely different thing, you know, and uh, I think when the album is out, I think then the people will realize this is not a normal UDO album, you know. And so far, I can say, we only have good, uh, uh, yeah, good response on this album, and uh, we will see when the album is coming out what the people, the people, the fans doing, you know, and see. And also, I think also with this album, we will reach a different audience, you know. So not that the the normal heavy metal uh, audience. There will be also some uh, different kind of audience. I love how bombastic, regal, over the top and positive this entire album is. You know, typically most uh, metal collaborations with orchestras, they result in using the symphony to uh, bring up or heighten the darker aspects of the sound. But mm -hmm. you've chosen this, you know, fantastical, upbeat and frankly, very entertaining route. Uh, why take this kind of an approach? The thing, you know, um, 15 years ago, or maybe a little bit more, I was thinking already with Stefan Kaufman when he was in UDO, you know, we, ah, we want to do a classic album, you know, with an orchestra. Everybody was doing that. Scorpions, Metallica, you know, Rage, and a lot of bands did it. And then we, was, uh, we start uh, working together with a uh, 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 symphony orchestra from uh, Czech Republic. And that was too soft, you know, that was like, no, that was also on top, you know, that was like what you said, you know, most of the bands at this time, they was using the back catalog and put something on there and make it a little bit bigger or whatever, you know. So, and then, yeah, I mean, uh, and then that was happened when I was doing the Steelhammer album. For this guy who's doing the produ producer and, uh, and the sound guy, he was at, at this time the member of the, uh, the Symphonic Breath Orchestra. <laughs> so, and then they had a concert in what nearly Christmas. And then I said, okay, come on, I want to have a look, you know, uh, let's see what they're doing. So, and then I came into the, was in a church. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, what kind of music they were playing now? March music, Christmas songs or whatever? No. And then they start playing like songs of Michael Jackson, Queen, ABBA and stuff like that. And the sound of this symphonic brass orchestra, you know, without violins, that was so heavy. And then I, that was the point I said, if I do something classic, then with this. You know, and now a lot of people ask me, oh, why you are choosing a military orchestra? It was not the military orchestra. Was not, I was not looking for military orchestra, but they had the sound. <laughs> that was the thing, you know. So, and then I said, yeah, we start to make a collaboration and blah, 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 blah. So, and here we go. After two good shows, really good shows, what we did together. So, but at this time, when we did these two shows together with the orchestra, that we also was using except songs and UDO songs, but already with different arrangements, you know. So, um, but then after the last show, what we did, and then we get this idea to do an album together, we said, okay, if we do something like that, we don't want to use the back catalog, we, we, we need new songs, you know, to bring this together. Yeah, and I think uh, the whole, it's organic, you know, what it's, it's uh, yeah. So, what can I say? I'm really happy. Uh, and what that was in a way, yeah, 
in a dream came true in a way, you know. And I didn't. I in the beginning I was not really sure is that really working, but um, it was also interesting in this orchestra. There are let's say sixty percent are really uh, yeah not really we don't want to say rock and roll fans, uh, heavy metal fans, but a rock fans, you know. They knew who I am. They were listening to Accept and also UDO, and then they knew aha uh -huh, okay. And then it fits together, you know, and I'm, I'm really, really happy with, with, with the result of the, of the whole album, you know, very interesting. Terrific. So, uh, Udo, were you a fan of classical music when you were growing up? I mean, in a few of your previous interviews, you mentioned a lot of the rock and metal inspirations that you had. But were there any favorite composers or classical pieces of music that you really liked when you were growing up? Yeah, I mean, I like uh, Tchaikovsky. I was listening, I like very much Bach, you know, with the, with the organ, stuff like that. I mean, uh, Ravel, it's uh, really good. And um, yeah, I mean, um, classic always like, you know, uh, it's like, and now I knew more about this, you know, that when they, when we was working together, maybe that's a better, better way to explain this. The how they create atmospheres with harmonies, you know. This is very interesting. That was also a, a thing what we were learning with this album, you know, how they do this. And they said, yeah, can we change this harmony here? And then this comes come better out here and this and this. Very interesting how they, how they do this, you know. There was a really also a lot of things we were learning of the whole process of this album. Yeah, so, I mean, I, mean, I knew already a long time that, Classic music just create uh, 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 atmospheres, you know, like um, that's, just, that's the whole thing. And, and I think a lot of metal bands there listen to classic music, you know, to all this, like um, how you create an atmosphere and stuff like that. But how, how they do this, that was like learning stuff now for, with, with this album, you know. So, very good. Yeah. So, uh, Udo, you know, the album kicks off with the track Pandemonium, which is a clear position against society's right wing as such. You know, it's a topic that's truly resonating in today's socio-political and economic climate. Why, why include this kind of a lyrical concept onto your album? Yeah, that was also a point when we were talking about uh, what we, what, how we want to do this album, what kind of message, you know. So and that was also important for the for the military guy to do something against the right right uh, wings and also what is happening in our world, you know. It's been, I mean, a lot of things are, yeah, let's say, going wrong. Uh, you know, like take uh, the Amazonas, you know, they're burning down the woods there. This is our lungs for the earth. You know, it's just like... Uh, also, a lot of political stuff. Big Brother is watching you, you know. Also, uh, like especially for Neon Diamonds, it's like, uh, you know, if you're watching TV, all this appetizing, you have to look like beautiful, you have to look like Apollo or whatever, you know. It's like, uh, yeah, using this perfume or using this and this and this. All this stuff, you know, they are not so important. The most important thing is, that we're taking care of our Earth, you know. I mean, we don't have any planet B. I mean, maybe in 200 years, maybe they found something somewhere <laughs> out there in the universe. But um, at the moment, you know, that uh, we have to stay together, you know. And it also doesn't matter if you are black, white, uh, yellow, red, or whatever. It's like we are all humans, you know, and we have to take care of our planet instead of 
killing each other, doing wars or whatever, you know, and then we have to take care, I think, of our planet about uh, for the next generation that they can still live on this planet, you know. And this is all in this, um, yeah, in this, uh, um, in this lyrics, you know, the whole, we are one, you know, we, uh, we have to live together and stay together and taking care of this uh, planet, you know, instead of, I don't know what, uh, you know, and that is like, that's the whole message on, uh, on this album, awesome. you know. Awesome. Okay. So, um, Udo, we'd quickly like to ask you to play a song from this new album. Which one do you think represents the album the best? Food. <laughs> that's a question. I mean, so far, I know that a lot of things are coming together in the song uh, Future is the Reason Why. There is nearly every, everything in there, you know, choirs, different stuff, uh, Russian uh, elements, and I don't know. There's a lot of, lot of stuff in there. I think that's the best... Uh, uh, the best song to show the people how this album will be.
you arguably have one of the most distinctive uh, voices in uh, heavy metal. And yet there are not too many people who've tried to clone your style. Like, you know, there have been other vocalists like Bruce Dickinson and Rob Halford. And there are lots mm-hmm. of singers who sound like them. But at least as far as we know, there's no one who sounds like you. Uh, so a couple of questions. How did you zero in on your style? And uh, why do you believe uh, that, you know, you sound so unique and that there no other vocalists have kind of tried to sound like you? Oh, yeah, let's say I'm really lucky to have a unique voice. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is like, yeah, and, and, and I mean, I, I mean, definitely there are singers out there that maybe can sing better melodies than I am. But, you know, if you are unique, it's like the same like an actor in a movie, you know. Some actors are really have a character, and that's the same like what Dio, like the Rob Halford, like Bruce Dickinson, there's a character and they have a unique voice. And that's, uh, in a way, the secret, you know, uh, to, or let's say an honor to have this you know and yeah i'm really lucky and uh, yeah i'm in a way i do nothing with my with my with my, uh, with my voice uh, the only thing i stopped now smoking for 15 years or 16 years but the rest i go on stage and never warm up i do it and that's it <laughs> it's uh, i don't know i mean i think i'm also really lucky with my voice you know i mean i know a lot of um, colleagues in this business, they have some problems with the, with the, with her voice, you know. Yeah, but I'm fine. Uh, I'm really happy and I think I'm also really lucky. We've always wanted to ask you a question like this. UDO is spelled mm. with periods in between each letter. Typically, mm. it would mean that Udo is an abbreviation. Is there a full form to it? Uh, it's like when we, when, when I start uh, doing uh, yeah, the, my own stuff, that was like, of course, Udo, it's my, my name. But uh, to make it more like a logo, you know, we put some <laughs> dots in, in between. And you can say United Democratic Organization if you want. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we are one. That's the message yeah, of United yeah, Democratic Organization. One. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's we are one, you know. Yeah, I mean, what can I say? <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for this conversation. You were, you thank were, you so uh, much for your time. Okay, yeah, thank you. This was an absolute pleasure. Horns up. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, bye bye. Take care. Bye. United Democratic Order. Did you guys know that? I didn't. Nope. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> You kind of said it in sync. <laughs> so, okay, so so here's a very divergent question. Uh, if there was a UN for heavy metal, a United Nations kind of a body for heavy metal, at the moment, who would you elect as its president? First name that comes to mind and why? Ravi. First name that comes to mind? Uh, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the first names that are coming to mind are very inappropriate ones. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> for, so, uh, hey, it, it could be for all the wrong reasons. I mean. Varg. <laughs> <laughs> but no, okay. seriously. Uh, yeah, let me, let me answer that in a non-facetious uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, way. I'd probably go with uh, either Bruce Dickinson or Biff Byford from Saxon. Because, you know, they've generally been pretty uh, terrific people and, uh, you know, uh, they've got the discography and the chops. So, yeah. 
and you know they seem to be very in the uh, at least uh, you know seem to be very very open to different people and cultures and things like that and you know unlike varg uh, <laughs> <laughs> they okay, seem to okay. actually uh, celebrate multiculturalism to an extent so yeah probably one of those guys all right peter what about you if there was a united nations of heavy metal who would be its president what's the first name that comes to your mind okay max cavalera for some reason oh yeah of course wow Fuck. yeah that's a I good wish pick. I'd pick that one yeah. <laughs> yeah. but oh, yeah. i don't know man uh, that's a better i don't know candidate. i i i i think like he would be kind of more representative and you know i mean whatever you think about current day sepultura or soulfly but you know what he he still you know got that i guess Hmm. Oh yeah. Um they have to <laughs> hire a speech writer though. Is you know yeah, otherwise true. the speeches would all be the I don't give a fuck, you don't give a fuck, you know, verbal conjugation kind of uh, approach yeah. to lyrical writing. So yeah. Okay, all right. Hmm. What about you? Okay. Who do yeah, you pick? Yeah, so uh I I I know who will be the who will be the person who will like you know be the uh front runner popular person who puts in all his effort to kind of try and get elected to that post that would be uh, Rob Flynn from Machine Head oh, but nobody course. will end up but nobody <laughs> will end up picking him uh, yeah. i would have loved to have been able to pick uh, Lemmy for this position but yeah, yeah. unfortunately yeah unfortunately yeah. so i don't know i'm guessing i'd go with i'd go with Rob Halford because I think again as a brand ambassador for metal he's right up there and uh, he ticks off all the other um modern issues that the world is dealing with too like he was one of the first people to talk about the need to wear masks etc and plus he's fucking Rob Halford man what else do you want No of course uh, yeah but you know if you think about it uh, I'd say uh, uh you know a lot of the deep cuts in the soulfly discography uh probably are more ambitious and world musicy than anything that the guys that i mentioned ever came up with so you know yeah that's true uh, like i was so pleasantly surprised by prophecy where towards the latter half of the album it just kind of either evolves or devolves depending on your point of view i absolutely love that part into you know this completely trippy new age uh almost uh, world music kind of uh segue so you know yeah i <laughs> i think i'll change my mind and i'll like prop max up along with the peter here <laughs> anyways on that note let's wrap this thing up for today ravi thanks once again thanks a ton for me oh, yeah. so thanks, thanks for this this was great fun and yeah, thanks always great having you on the show ravi and yep. for those listening yeah if you'd like to talk to someone in the heavy metal universe including us well just reach out it's honsupport.com online at honsupport on twitter i'm at asmoani i'm at trend crusher ravi do you want to or should we just yeah. let's try it again i'm all right <laughs> ravi's all right so till the next time horns up horns up guys yeah horns up